Hello and welcome back to the Heritage Podcast. My name is Bishop and I'll be your host today. It's been several weeks since I've been able to be on the microphone with you. We had our church camp here at church as well as a family vacation, but I am so excited to be back and share some of these beautiful hidden stories found deep in the Bible. Today we're going to vary from our normal scheduled path to do a special drop about someone who truly changed the course of Christianity, and who most of us can't even recall their name. There was a time in Jesus' ministry where he found himself through a multitude of towns and villages creating an entourage of people that followed him around. Most of these people were the lowlifes of society, those who were overlooked and marginalized. Women, children, slaves, those with disabilities and ailments, and Jesus loved them cared for him, and brought him, brought them into his group. But there was one person in particular, someone who had a lot of political power, who Jesus found along the way, and they became very close. This person had a direct relationship with King Herod. In fact, she was the wife of the household manager of King Herod. Her name was Joanna. Joanna was someone who had been healed of either an evil spirit or a disability. Someone who Jesus took an interest in, cared for. And Joanna left everything she had and followed him everywhere he went. What we do know from history is that Joanna not only was married but had children. And she was willing to leave it all behind to follow this Jesus wherever he went. Joanna quickly found herself alongside Mary of Magdalene as the kind of leaders and managers of Jesus' travel itinerary, often putting together what Jesus was going to do, financing what they needed, and even using her political power to get him in and out of cities, and sometimes even protected from people who wanted to do him harm. She was an integral part of his discipleship. She would be there in some of his greatest lessons, listening to him talk about the parable of the sower, listening to him offer the Lord's Prayer, sitting beside him as he gave the Sermon on the Plains. But perhaps, most notably, Joanna was there through the entire birth of Christianity. So many times it's easy for us to lose track of people through the pages of Scripture, isn't it? You hear a name, you read it in a text, you forget about it. And by the time they resurface, you've forgotten all about the first time you met them. But if you follow the story of this woman, Joanna, you find her story is quite quite marvelous and quite impactful. By the time Jesus actually called her, she would have been in her late teens, probably 15, 16, or 17. She would have just given birth to a child or two, and she she would have come from a politically relevant family. Her relationship with King Herod put her in a unique and difficult spot, however, because Herod was not exactly the biggest fan of this Jesus movement. So she would by day be helping Jesus and by night, trying desperately to keep all of this hidden from her husband and her husband's boss, who would easily have put both of them to death. She was willing to risk everything for this Jesus, even so far as making up reasons and excuses to go on long business trips or whatever so she could travel with him from city to city and region to region. It would make sense then that when this Jesus that she dedicated her life to was put on a false trial, 
and ultimately found guilty and crucified. It was Joanna, along with the others, who walked with him every step of the way up the mountain of Calvary and onto the cross of Golgotha. When Peter, Andrew, James, John, the other apostles abandoned Jesus and left him, scattering to protect themselves, it was Joanna who walked step by step with Jesus, never, ever, uh, always refusing to leave his side. As Jesus was dying on the cross, there are church fathers who depict this scene in gruesome detail, but perhaps the most beautiful was the image of Joanna ripping off a part of her dress so that she can wipe the blood off of Jesus' foot because she had to do something for the Savior she so desperately loved. The man who had given her purpose and reason in life had saved her from physical ailments and disabilities and had protected her for so many years. In that moment as she is holding and clutching even just the bloodied foot of Jesus, the amount of love Joanna had for him, it wasn't going to go away. That was evidenced a couple of days later when on Sunday morning after the Friday execution, Joanna went with Mary and others to the tomb of Jesus. And it was Joanna who was one of the first witnesses to the resurrected Savior. It was Joanna who would help teach others that Jesus had risen again. It was Joanna there in the crux of history, in the single most important moment in human history. She was there. She was there to change the world. There to define our heritage. There to proclaim Jesus had risen again. Likewise, she was there when Jesus ascended into heaven. She was standing there as he gave the great commission ascending into the clouds. She was there in the upper room when the apostles gathered together after watching the ascension on the day of Pentecost, trying to figure out who they were going to get to replace Judas. She was one of the people who was there holding the lots that they would cast deliberating over who should be next, ultimately choosing Matthias. She was there. In every crucial moment of the story, Joanna was there. Joanna mattered. And Joanna wasn't forgotten. Because the same woman who rubbed the bloodied foot of Jesus as he died on the cross is the same woman who would keep the church alive and growing. Years would pass before we see another instance of Joanna. Ten years, maybe more, until she resurfaces again. But at the end of the book of Romans, the book we talked about on one of our very first podcasts, delivered and read first by Phoebe, we see a reference to a woman by the name of Junia. Junia is the Greek transliteration of the word Joanna. The Hebrew word. This woman, as Paul says, was first known by the apostles, meaning one of the first and oldest friends of the apostles. Someone who had been with them for years. Junia was Joanna. And more than that, she was willing to sacrifice even her name in order to better relate to the Greeks she was trying to help save. This is actually a very common practice. We see it even with the Apostle Saul, 
who changed his name to the Greek, Paul, to relate better with them. So too, Joanna was willing to sacrifice her heritage, her name, and her past in order to change it to Junia to relate to the people she wanted to save. This woman who first was willing to sacrifice her family, even risking her life, leaving behind a life of, of wealth and prominence to travel with a carpenter's son, a woman who wasn't afraid even of the Roman spear as she was standing by the foot of Jesus, a woman who wasn't afraid of the Jewish authorities who was willing to go to the resurrection site, the tomb of Jesus, the woman who wasn't afraid to meet in the upper room despite the fact that there were many hunting for them, a woman who had stood beside the apostles and Paul, a woman who was willing to risk even her name in order for, to accomplish the mission of Jesus, once again, was there this time in the Church of Rome, trying to keep it all together. The story of the Bible can't be told without the story of Joanna. The story of Christianity can't be told without her willing sacrifice, without her willingness to risk it all for the Jesus she loved. We are who we are, and our heritage is what it is because of this woman. She is intrinsically tied to who we are and what we do. Let's make sure we don't forget her. Let's make sure we remember our heritage. <laughs>